Mm-hmm. You know, like you almost have to be on and really live those values every day. And it's was like the one thing that I'm struggling with at, at the minute right now is is like you work and work like I get up, try and get up at like five five thirty, hit the gym, and then work from seven thirty till about four. Like once you get home, it's about five five thirty. You eat something, then there's like t- between six and nine that like you're trying to squeeze a lot of work in and. Yeah. Like sometimes, like after a day of like landscaping and construction, you fucking knack it. Like you don't want to, you don't want to do anything. You just want to sit on the couch totally. and just chill. But like, I don't know. I guess it's, it's thing is whatever you're gonna do in life, it's not gonna be fucking easy. Like if you want to make some money or you want to whatever you want to do, it's not nothing's easy. Yeah. So it goes back to like just trying to do as many hard things as possible, and yeah, just trying to trying to live your brand and trying to set enough time t- to do what you need to do and yeah. yeah it's it's yeah it's not easy but fuck man if you keep going you never know i'm ren mcdonald and this is the hope initiative a show dedicated to learning about humans on planet earth or i speak with everyday people to find moments of success and struggle in their life to help inspire hope in yours Hello and welcome back to the Hope Initiative. My name is Rim McDonald and thank you for joining me for episode 130 with Samit Singh. I met Samit through a mutual friend, Darcy Forrester, who was actually on the previous episode of the podcast, but it's been a few weeks since that episode, but I'm proud to say I'm back and this conversation with Samit is a great one for missing a few weeks. It was a timely conversation, as they all seem to be quite serendipitously, but one that I really enjoyed learning about his life and how he has come to start his brand, Sing Studios, and all that he hopes to create on that journey, his life here in Melbourne, as well as starting in Newcastle upon Tyne back in the UK. A fun conversation, one that I'm sure we will look back on in years to come thanks again to Samit and I hope you all enjoy and just a last quick note if you enjoy this conversation please share it with a family member or friend you can check out all of the links that we talk about in the show note and now over to the episode Samit Singh welcome to the Hope Initiative thanks for having me welcome brother thanks for for joining me today this has been maybe a month or so in the making but I'm glad we could we could make it work when the man who introduced us is flying off to Europe later today. Yeah. A couple of hours, I think. Darcy Forrester. Is he going today? I think he's going today. Damn. Yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah, so it is exciting. exciting for him. Uh, he's going yeah, to Europe and we basically met at his place, mutual mm-hmm. friend. Mm-hmm. I hadn't really been mates with him through most of my 20s, but as I, I had him on the podcast a few weeks ago, people who may have listened to that, we sort of rekindled our friendship and... It's been interesting for me the past sort of three, four years, maybe even less, one or two years really since COVID started, just meeting new people different ways outside of the the normal paths that I had. So really grateful to have met you. Yeah, sure. Someone Same. getting after it. Yeah. And yeah, looking forward to learning more about you today outside of the, the brief chats we've had thus far. Yeah, for sure. It was it's been a it's it's been a weird sort of couple of years, hasn't it? It's coming out of COVID. Yeah. COVID was like as much like as as much as I love staying at home and being like an introvert, like mm-hmm. the last couple of months, or even since the start of the so, sorry this year has been just a whole different 
you know, experience mm. coming out and meeting new people and yeah. obviously trying to expand my brand and do the, like all, all the stuff that's going into that. It's just really, um, it's been, yeah, cool. Sort of like Melbourne's waking back up again. I think yeah. we, we caught up a couple of weeks ago prior to this and yeah, you put it well, it's almost like Melbourne's coming out of its slumber in a way. Yeah, for sure. And I, it's def- definitely, um, definitely starting to come out. I think during COVID was just a long, long period of like the same thing week in, week out. But as much as, much as I enjoyed it, it was, it's, yeah, it's starting to get back to Sun how it up. was pre COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not native to Australia. You're born in Newcastle, England, right? Yeah. UK. Yeah. UK. Born there. Yeah. Brought up in Geordie, 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 land. Geordie, Geordie Shaw. Yeah. Some people may know Newcastle as well. Just qualified for the Champions League. I know, man. I, I need to get back. So uh, I need to get back so bad. I'm going back in um, June, but obviously there's no no football being played. Then I'm absolutely yeah. gutted. I just need to get back into St James's Park. How long are you gonna stay for? Um, I'm, I'll, I'll be in Newcastle for three or four weeks, and then I'll be in between London, Newcastle. Like it's it's just back and forth, back and forth sort of thing. Yeah, but the season kicks off in August, hey, so you might yeah. maybe get a preseason game. Uh, hopefully. Well, my brother's <laughs> getting married, so I'm, um, I'll be helping him organise for the wedding and stuff. That's in Italy, so like I'll be bit. It'll be six or seven weeks of chaos, but it'll, yeah, it'll, I'll. I'll try to get to a preseason game or I'll try to just get around St. James's Park. But yeah, it's 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 been like three or four years since I've seen them play. So it's Yeah, right. Yeah, I need to need to go back. <laughs> so I would love to start maybe there if you could. What was life like growing up in, in that part of the world? I've I've never been to yeah. to Europe, let alone, you know, the UK. Yeah. But from what I've seen and what I've I've heard, yeah, I've heard that that city in particular, a lot of I guess affectionate people, very passionate people mm-hmm. could you yeah maybe talk to that and, and what life was like growing up in Newcastle yeah Newcastle is it's quite a small it's quite a small place it's I, I, I think it's about the similar size as Geelong like mm-hmm. it's very it's very everything revolves around football over there Every, everyone's like they work all week like the hard working people like yeah. working class and then they just go watch a football and then that determines their their mood for the week if you know what I mean like totally. it's it's everything everything is just based on Newcastle and I remember growing up like Newcastle was shit <laughs> they were so bad yeah. and it was the days of like Sam Allardyce and um Steve McLaren growing up who else was the managers we had Joe Kinnear like okay. they're, they're just shocked like shocking managers I don't know Joe Kinnear I know the other two yeah the, the, <laughs> and it was it was it was embarrassing some of the football that we used to play but yeah yeah it's it's just good to see Newcastle like starting to get back to where they where they belong I was actually born in 96 on the day Newcastle lost 4-3 to Liverpool oh no way yeah I was Stan Collymore was yeah that the Stan thing? Collymore I remember that they, well I don't remember but yeah uh, you remember hearing about it I remember hearing about it yeah <laughs> yeah you're born on that day yeah born on that day wow, I think it was April cool. 3rd yeah so it was, oh, it's, it's crazy but that, those are the Keegan days those are the days my dad always talks about he was he we had a season ticket yeah since I don't know since I was about 10 or something and we used to go to the games and it was just yeah. the atmosphere is just like next next level like yeah it's absolutely electric on 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 the day when Newcastle's winning like it's it's, yeah. it's something special and I bet towns like that as well because like you said working class city revolves around it Geelong's probably a good comparison because mm-hmm. they've got their own you know football team down there which by all accounts you know very successful I'm sure a lot of Geelong revolves around that but for Newcastle I guess it's a whole nother level. You mm-hmm. know, the Premier League is watched worldwide. This is a club that had, you know, some, some movies based on it. 
Goal. Um, yeah, goal. <laughs> Great movie. What was his name? Santiago San- Nunez. Santiago Munez, yeah. Nunez, yeah. There's actually a player that plays for Newcastle now called Santiago, Santiago Munez. No way. I don't know if he still plays, but he he was signed like last year or the year before. Just purely it? for bands. <laughs> Just like, let's see what this guy's about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how good he is or if he's actually played a game in, in for this first team, but yeah, he's called Santiago Munez. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I guess, like, outside of the football, and maybe it's not much to say outside of the football, but... What was your memories of growing up there? You mentioned having a brother. You're yeah. going back for his wedding. What was what was family life like as well? So Do you have any other siblings? Yeah, growing up for me, it was so my dad's. He's a big cricket fan. Like he played. He's played cricket his his whole life, and he's yep. he's played. He actually started Newcastle City Cricket Club in back home. He. Um, yeah, he he his his vision for that club was to bring like the best Asian talent. Into in Newcastle and yeah, try and challenge for the top. And at one stage, he was it was it was a really good club, and we had really good players and people coming to play for us. Yeah. But yeah, so my my growing up was everything was revolved around cricket. Like we would, like probably from the age of like eight towards twenty, maybe. My granddad would take us to the games. Me and my brother, we'd we'd take days off school to play. Like oh. we'd just we'd go to school come home and play cricket like that was that was pretty much our life for like yeah 10 15 years yep. and it was it was it was an amazing time looking back at it because now I, I don't don't play at all and I've got no interest in the game <laughs> but I think it's all it's all gone but it, it was yeah everything was just revolved around cricket and it's it's good because the amount of things that you learn from team sports and being involved in being involved in the team learning how people play and learning off people it's quite it's 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 definitely something that everyone should do to get involved in team sports and do that while you're growing up it's it's super important but yeah my totally my um upbringing was yeah it was involved around cricket as what is the nationality of your father indian indian Indian, yeah from north punjab okay so so how old was he when he arrived in newcastle do you know he was four Okay. I think it was four. Yeah, mum. Mum was born in London, but she's Indian as well. So okay. it was, it was uh, granddad and granny was born in Punjab in India, and yeah. then yeah, moved over to England. And now pretty much all my family's in England. Yeah. And then I've got my uncle who lives here in Northcote, and then yep. yeah, it's yeah, pretty much everyone's. So yeah, uncle came to Northcote. Yeah, he came eleven years ago. He was so everyone moved over to England. Well, obviously, I don't know what year it was, but sure. a while ago, and yeah. then, <laughs> and then, it was my granny's brother who stayed in India, and that's my, that's his the one son. Who's here now. Yeah, he he he, lived, he oh, came right. here. He didn't, he never went to England. He came here straight here. Okay. So yeah, I I don't know. Moving here, I moved here in 2015, and I don't think I would still be here if, if I didn't have any family here. Like it's it's been yeah right. move because like moving countries is it's obviously a big thing, and I didn't really think about that at the time. I was just like get me the fuck out of England yeah right but, yeah but he's he's an amazing guy and like I'm so grateful for him like being here so like otherwise I wouldn't even be here to be honest yeah nice what's his name just me just me yeah yeah beautiful yeah. I think it's something that I definitely take for granted being you know born and, and growing up in Melbourne mm-hmm. but I've had an urge and I've talked to a few people about it wanting to move overseas mm-hmm. even now I feel like I need I don't know if it's a challenge because I know that I'm very privileged and that there are people all around the world doing it tough and and I feel like I'm very lucky to be in Australia even though we've had some challenging times the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. 
but it pales in comparison to some for others. But for you, what what called you to come here? Was it just strictly wanting to get out of England? Like you, you sort of say that with a with a big grin on your face before. But what was it like that time, twenty fifteen? So you would have been like nineteen. Yeah, no, I was twenty. Twenty. I think like at the time, I I was so originally I came. I was playing for Mount Waverley Cricket Club. I, it was. So at that time, I wanted to become a professional cricketer. That's yeah. that's my that was my goal, and uh, that, I put everything towards that. So it was my off season. It was going into winter in England, and I didn't really have anything to do. So I was like, oh, I'll, uh, I knew a few boys that would come out to uh, come out to Australia and play cricket. Yeah. So I got in touch with Mount Waverley. I think I got in touch with the agent, and they put me in touch with Mount Waverley Cricket Club. Yeah. And then yeah, the first I remember that I arrived and. First three months, I absolutely fucking hated it. Yeah, oh, really? it was it was because it was such a diff, it's such a uh, eye opening experience, and I didn't have a lot of friends. And I'm I was at that time I was like pure Geordie boy, like and I like going out every every night and like yeah. that sort of environment. Yeah, right. But yeah, and I didn't I didn't get along with maybe it was obviously my fault. So I've been, <laughs> been like it was quite hard for people to understand because my accent was so strong as well and the way I like carried about myself yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess but yeah after the first three months I was like like fuck this I'm, I'm going home but yeah. Uh, but yeah I stuck it out and we, we um I stayed for six months and by the end of it I was I was absolutely loving it like loving it like and I never want I didn't want to go home yeah. but obviously I had to I was I went back home for six or seven months to play cricket again so did that season and then still there was nothing really happening in my like my cricket career so I thought yeah go back out there for another year played another season but and then I was like I, I need I need to stay here but I only had like a six month visa because yep. that was my cricket um that was the um the length that I could stay for sure so I went back home again played the summer um got to the end of the that cricket summer and I didn't have anything else planned for that winter. Like I wasn't coming back out here. I didn't know what I was going to do. And I was, I was working for my dad. He's a lawyer. So, and I'm not the most academic or in that space at all. I'm not, I'm not a lawyer or anything like that or profession. Yeah. So, yeah. And I I think I just, I I would pester my dad like daily. I need, I need to go back out there. I need to go back out there. And I ended up, I would just, I, I found a course online like a, just a study just to, just to come out here and I was like look I'm, I'm gonna do this course I'm, I, I love it out here yep. I'm gonna study there and I'll sort myself out and all that sort of stuff yeah sweet and got out here and yeah I, I just I, I've just loved it ever since it's it's such it, it, it as what you were saying before it's such an amazing privileged country like the summers are amazing the winters are the, the winters aren't the best in Melbourne but you can fly up to Gold Coast like you can like you recently yeah, did yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's sun all year round but um, but even a day like today, like we're recording, it's you know sun's nice. out. It's not it's not completely freezing. I'm wearing shorts. Yeah, you're not too rugged up. Yeah, no, it's, it's perfect. And it, it's Australia is just such a. I think feel like compared to the rest of the world, it's such an untapped country in terms of like there's so much opportunity, mm. there's so much growth. Like even a lot, a lot a lot of my friends are planning to come up, move out here. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's it's it is a special country. So what do you think changed in the first three months as opposed to the second three months of that first trip that you were on that made you, like, was it just you wanted to go out all the time? Because, I mean, people, I referenced it before, Geordie Shaw is a TV show on, like, MTV, I think, but, like, you probably stream it wherever nowadays. And it's just, like, 
basically a, a almost like a frat house yeah. blokes and get girls and just, they're just sleeping with each other going out getting on on it just partying non-stop yeah. that's newcastle that's newcastle that's literally newcastle okay. yeah that is geordie's yeah right so you were sort of wanting or missing elements of that yeah. in the first three months and then what happened in the next three did I you get into the groove of melbourne i think so and i, I did i met I met a few friends like going out and I'm still friends with them like today. And they were like my first friends in Melbourne. And so I think obviously having friends is such a big thing. Like when you move in countries, it is hard to to sort of know where to go or where to look or how to, you know, navigate how to find your friendship group or like, cause you don't really have anyone. (laughs) But, um, as soon, I think as soon as I started to meet more people, I started like you know get involved with different groups or different social area different social groups and then that's when yeah i think that's when it like flipped the switch and i was like nah like this place is actually mint <laughs> i want to stay <laughs> yeah nice yeah. And so then it was the third trip that you were able to come out and and is that the trip that you've been able to stay sort of since yeah you might have gone back the last was that 2018 or 2018? So first time, yeah, it was 2015. And then 2018, I came here for good. Yeah. And even then, I, st- I still had no idea of what I was doing. I was just, I'm just coming out here and yeah. just seeing what, seeing what happens. And I ended up, yeah, I, I ended up just meeting a lot of people in the east, east eastern suburbs of Melbourne. Yeah. Um, that's where Mount Waverley is. Out that way. Yeah. You're still playing cricket. I was still oh, playing cricket, right. but I was playing cricket for East Ringwood now, because okay. like, I met a few boys from East Ringwood. Is that how you met Darcy? Yeah, that's, that's a, well. I knew actually Darcy through some like before I moved to East Ringwood. Okay, I met him through like friends of friends. Yeah, but yeah, then I m- played cricket for East Ringwood, and then I moved on to like Aussie football <laughs> for, Aussie rules. for Ringwood. Yeah, <laughs> and I played that for a few years. How were you with that? I, w- I wasn't bad. Like I was, yeah. I was okay. Like yeah. um, you're a big guy. Like you're tall. Yeah. 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 I don't know, like I played, I think I played like eight or nine games in the twos and then I played in the ones for like a season. Oh, wow. Yeah, made the grand final or whatever. No way. Yeah. Did you win it? No, it was the, remember that game at East Burwood, it was Ringwood versus Mitchum and the the ball, it was like the last quarter, uh, one of the boys kicked it and it went over the line by about that much and the umpire called it play on even though the siren had gone. No way. Yeah. So we lost, we lost that grand final, but it was like, it was final kick. It was like, it was weird. Huge controversy. Yeah. Yeah. And even that, that season, that was like playing Aussie football. It was just like the biggest and weirdest experience of my (laughs) life. Cause I was, I'm not, I'm tall, but I'm not strong. Like I'm not that back that, well, I'm a bit stronger now, but a few years ago, I was like, I was just like a skinny, like I was yeah. fast, but that was about it. And I would. Yeah, right. What position did you play? I was playing in the rock. I would oh, get no beat way. the fuck up every week. <laughs> <laughs> How tall are you? You mean like 6'2", six 6'3"? Six yeah, three? I'm not that tall, but yeah, the right. only thing I could do, I was jumping and I would run away. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. They could like, most of the time they couldn't catch me, but then when they had me, they'll beat the shit out of me. Yeah. So it was, but it was fun, but like, fucking hurt. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Nah, but it was, it was good to like, just start something new and then that's that's when i really started loving melbourne because then footy clubs footy clubs are just like a totally different experience and it's it's everyone gets around each other and yeah everyone like it's that camaraderie and it's 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 um it's really special like what, what australians have if you compare it back to like football teams back in the uk yeah i feel like it's a lot more everyone gets around each other more here in football teams whereas yeah. back in the uk it's, it's not so like that like 
it's a little bit different, but it's not not as much. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's almost a sport thing as well. Like I've never played sport in the UK, but I noticed like I've played soccer. I'm not playing this year, but for 21 years, and definitely noticed the the footy culture. People do get around each other more now. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was quite lucky in the, the soccer club that I played at, where I played at with Darcy. We had a very good, you know, almost like community family club, and we all got around each other in that sense. But you definitely notice it. I don't know if it's because there's just more people in the footy team. Like there's 18 blokes on a field at any one time, whereas obviously like 11 with soccer. I don't know what it is. But yeah, interesting that you experienced that as well. As yeah. A, as a 6'2 Ruckman getting beat up every yeah. week. Well, I was, I was, I only went on to AFL because I was trying to find a f- like soccer team, like okay. a fo- fo- like proper football team. And I couldn't find one. And I went to some team in Collingwood. I can't remember what they were called, but yeah. I went there and like, I tried. I went to like two or three training sessions, and it was like no one would really talk to you, like get around you. Like yeah, I really? was just like, I remember, <laughs> so like the ball. Like once, I think this is my last training session. It was like the second or third, but I didn't stay there very long. And the ball like got played into me, and I don't know where this guy came out from, but he just completely like snapped me. <laughs> like my legs just like got took from behind. I was like, what, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, just in a training session. So I was like, I'm not. Like I'm not doing this. Like this is yeah, just right. pointless. Yeah. And then I had obviously the the boys that I played cricket with at East Ringwood. There was a few of them would play footy for Ringwood, like Australian football. Yeah. So I thought, fuck it, let's just go along there, see see how I go. Like I'll run around and get fit. And then yeah, I think they were short for that first. I think my first training session, and then they were short in the twos for that week. And then yeah, I got managed to play and amazing got caught holding the ball first first time <laughs> did you really? yeah it was yeah you, as soon as you grab it you just panic yeah, <laughs> like no, you don't right. know what you don't know what you're doing but half of the time i would like in that season you just i'd just be playing soccer like in the afl game like yeah. ball would just be on the floor and you just fucking kick it forward just like you, it. yeah you don't know what you're doing but yeah as you go you, you, you sort of pick it up and yeah you le- learn more about the game yeah you enjoy the game then i do yeah but towards the end yeah i loved it and then because i was like the I think it was so so I played like eight games in my first year, then the second year was a full season, and then the the, the last year when I the, the the last year that I played it was about six or seven games, and that's when I was fully starting to understand my role and like what I'm supposed to do as a ruckman, yeah. even though I'm not really a ruckman, but you know what I mean, sure. And then, yeah, like I was loving it, and then <laughs> then I broke my arm in a game oh, no. against South Belgrave, yeah, yeah, up in South Belgrave, and it was quite a nasty break, and it was a compound fracture in the bone, like pierced the skin, yeah, and all that sort of stuff. And then in the surgery, like cut my artery, and then I've got the, the biggest like scar on my arm here, yeah, right. So like so that's that, how that happened. I remember you, yeah. yeah. So that was that, was, and then that put me out of like action for like two years, and then that's like like I don't really want to play anymore. <laughs> like yeah, obviously sure. you don't want. Want to go back to that? No, totally. So, um, but yeah, it's it is it is it is a fun game. Like, yeah. if I didn't break my arm, I definitely might be still be playing. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. So how old are you? Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah, that's right. Of course, ninety. Yeah, ninety six. You were born. I guess you sharing all of all of that. It, it sort of shows to me how diving into the culture of a city, Melbourne is a footy mad city. Mm-hmm. Like, there's. I don't even know, probably 10 of the teams in the national competition, AFL, are all based in Victoria. That's where the game really started from, you know, back over 100 years ago now. So for you coming over, I don't know if there's any teams. It probably wasn't when you were growing up in in Newcastle. I know my brother played for a team in Leeds Mm -hmm. when he lived there, but like very casual. But I'm sure it would be 
you know, not something you'd easily find mm-hmm. overseas. But to sort of get into that and then find more affection, find mates, like, mm-hmm. you, like you said you have done, it just goes to show that, yeah, immersing yourself in it and really getting out of your comfort zone, which I'm sure you were a mm-hmm. lot of the times, mm-hmm. is, is so important. Mm-hmm. At the start of the conversation, you describe yourself as an introvert, enjoying mm-hmm. staying home mm-hmm. in lockdowns. Mm-hmm. Even with this, I really appreciate you you coming out, but it might not be you know the most natural thing for you. Mm-hmm. But how do you how do you find that? I guess we're going to come to talk in in sort of the stuff that you're building with mm-hmm. Sing Studios. But how do you find? I guess just navigating the world as an introvert. I guess one thing for me is the more I think, the less I do. <laughs> like, the more you think about, th- for me, is the more I think about things, I, I get caught in my own head yeah. a lot, a lot. And it's like, and you and you stop yourself from doing anything. So what I try to do mainly is just to not, not think about anything and just go for it, whatever that is, especially with, like, football. Like, how, like if it's that, if there's decisions to be made in in a game, just, you know, it's quite difficult to explain but when you when you're playing the game and you you your heart with a footy like you're not thinking really at the time you're just trying to get rid of the ball right there and then i think that can be put into life as well whereas you've got decisions to make but instead of dwelling on them and thinking and think and you know being in your own head and not making a decision is the, probably the worst thing to do. Whereas if you just, you know, don't think, just go, 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 go and see what happens. And the end, you always try and you always really like find your way out of it. I like that idea of, yeah, just going with thinking and, or sorry, thinking less and just sort of doing and, yeah. and acting and, and using that example with sport, I guess. And how do you find that when there is more time to think about it. For example, this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure maybe on the way over here driving, you're thinking like, oh, fuck, what, what's Rin going to ask me? Yeah, I'm even thinking that now. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's because I know that people, like whoever's listening, and then you're like, yeah, you're, like, you're in your own head and yeah, you, 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 you're trying to say the right thing, but then that's not really, yeah, you know. But then, okay, so then here's a question for you and very sort of meta in that we're having this conversation now <laughs> on the podcast. But why did you say yes to this? Like, what was the what was the thought process behind it? I guess it's again, it's not thinking, it's putting yourself in that uncomfortable position and yeah. trying to. Um, obviously, I'm trying to build that brand right now, my 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 clothing brand, and it's and with that is that personal brand as well, and um, building that personal brand. I hope, like you. you a lot of people will see that it's real as well. Like you can fuck up a lot of the times and yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. I mean, you, you move, I mean, Darcy had a a good saying, I'm not sure if it's an original saying, but move fast and break things. Yeah. I remember he was move fast, break things. Right. So it's the idea that, you know, as long as you just sort of keep putting your foot forward, Mm -hmm. you maybe won't get everything right. But Mm -hmm. if you just continually, uh, iterating and and moving forward, like in football. Yeah. Unfortunately, you literally broke your arm, yeah. which obviously isn't ideal, but you're able to to experience more of life and mm-hmm. and to maybe get to where you want to be quicker. Mm-hmm. Not even quicker. Maybe you'll just get there because if you don't even move, you you're never gonna make it. Never gonna do anything. Yeah. And I think even like for me, like breaking my arm was is a completely different was a big turning point in where I want to go and what I want to do in my life as well because yeah. I think 
before, like, I had, I had the idea for the brand was during COVID, but I, I had, I still had my, like, my freedom. And uh, once he came out of COVID, it was back to footy and like going out, like that sort of thing. No real aim. Like I had it in my mind, but I wasn't really going towards it. Yeah. And I think me breaking my arm was just like possibly the best thing that could have happened at that time as fucked up as it was. But then it's put me on this path of like, this is because obviously breaking your arm and then I couldn't work, couldn't have, didn't have any money. I was like staying at my uncle's place. Like I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like I've got nothing, nothing. So that was like, put me on the right path to like start this brand, like go do what you actually want to do, like get out of whatever you're working on now yeah. like because i was i'm still working in construction now but it's not like it's not what i want to do it's right it's not a, it's not what you want to do for the rest of your life yeah no nah, no way and it's like even like taking time off work and it's, it's i'm just like so much more happy when i'm just working on my my stuff like my brand or like whatever that is for me like i'm just so happy doing that yeah whereas like, like it's just a nine to five and it's just it gets me money but like it's not yeah. yeah, but that my, my my arm was just such a critical thing in my life that had to happen to put me on that next path and you know go go chase what I want what I what I really want. Yeah. So when you broke it, you sort of say that the the Sing Studios, the the fashion company that you're you're making, is sort of a good segue into talking about that. How long had that been an idea before even the arm break, and then from idea into bringing it into reality. Yeah, so it was, I think, we, we went into co- we went into uh, lockdown in 2020, wasn't it? Yeah, March. And, and there was like the first, it was like six months or something. Yeah. And then we came out, the first six months was like COVID. The lockdown was just like, you know, you'd stay at home, you'd be drinking with your friends, like yeah. you'd be FaceTiming, playing all those drinking games, whatever. Yeah, so yeah, it was like, it was, it was a bit of fun. Totally. <laughs> and then we came out and then went back into lockdown. I was like, fuck, I'm not, I'm not getting fucked up all the time i'm i'm actually going to do something with this lockdown and i'll be productive and like, i think but and this lockdown was about the similar time six or seven months yeah it felt like it for sure <laughs> yeah and so yeah i'd sit, sit down i was researching what i could research i was talking to my friends my, a few of my friends have got brands in london and uk so i'll talk to them um so that was and it was quite it was it was a long and difficult process because you also you don't really know what you're getting yourself into like you're just researching things and it and the way i th- always think about things are so much easier than actually doing them so like yeah. it, like like i would just be like oh like i'll, I'll just start this brand and this will happen and <laughs> it'll be just a walk in the park like i'll do this 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 i'll sell that and everyone will love it yeah i'm like it's been like two years and i'm still only like a handful of t-shirts <laughs> it's been such a long process but yeah it was it was probably like six or seven months during COVID, I would I was researching, watching YouTube videos, listening to podcasts, all that sort of stuff, and then we came out of lockdown. I uh, completely forgot about it. As I said, that was when we went into that next football season, yeah. and that was the year that I broke my arm. Yeah, that was the year that I broke my arm, and it kind of like hit me. I was like, bring it back, like come back to what you were working on, and go right. go into that. And yeah, I think from there, when was that? That was twenty one. May 21, I broke my arm. So about two years ago? Yeah. And it was, I think, it was about August or September-ish. And I was like, fuck, like, uh, let's let's really get stuck into this. So then I was researching manufacturers. And, and then it was, so I found my manufacturer in Portugal yep. around that time. 
and we were I was sampling stuff for about four months. It was only t-shirts to begin with. Obviously, it was probably the easiest thing to to start with. Yeah, I was sampling that for about four or five months, and I, I, I've got I had the best like I managed to find the best fit for me. Like I, I got everything measured, everything had the right fabric, I've had the right measurements, everything for the samples. Yeah. And I went to put my first order in. I'm like, I was so happy just to even get to that stage. It was I only put the order in for like 150 t-shirts, and waited like 12, 13 weeks for it to come. Like so, so excited. Mm. And yeah, it, everything just fucking came wrong. <laughs> it, <laughs> right. It was. It was. They 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 sent 150 t-shirts of the wrong color, the wrong weight. It was the same fabric, but it was just the wrong, wrong weight. The, the smalls, you couldn't get your head in them. Mm. And everything was, like, that was just, like, so devastating because that was, like, pretty much all your money. And, like, after that, like, there's <laughs> fucking nothing left. Yeah. So um, I'm lucky that, like, I've got, like, really a good family around me and, like, friends who, like, helped me out just to get to this stage, whereas, like, I can actually put my, just put a second order in of T-shirts couple of weeks ago so it's nice. been a it's been a long process but a big process of like trial and error wasting money and yeah it's, yeah it's, it's it's long so the idea much harder to bring about in, in real life in real life yeah right? yeah. yeah it's it's um it's it's just as i said this is this is the the probably the con of not thinking and just going for it yeah Whereas you can make a you can make a lot a lot a lot of mistakes of when when you just try and just go for it go 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 and you can waste a lot of money but I, like I don't know I feel like if I stopped and thought and and held back I probably wouldn't have made any any uh, any progression yeah what where do you think the balance is because I almost feel like you need you need elements of both you yeah need to be able to think but still keep moving for sure and I think m- my uncle as we spoke about before, he's been super, 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 super helpful for me. Yeah. So like, he's more the brains and I, oh, yeah. whenever I have a problem, I go to him, I talk to him, like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? What should I be doing? Cause he, even he knows that I, I just go for things and I, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, a, not really much of a like thinker, but, but the more time I've been spending with him in the last couple, this year, probably the more I'm starting to think for myself and like, think about, think, 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 things through before I actually do do things yeah do whatever it do whatever it is so yeah he's he's helped a lot so that there's there's this this year definitely I've started to realize the importance of like thinking and doing and planning and that sort of yeah that sort of thing he's he's helped so much nice where did the the love for I guess the fashion industry or creating your own brand come from? Do you think you mentioned having friends, but where did it originally start? I think it's 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 something UK and Europe everyone's into. Like everyone's into their fashion, everyone's into nice clothes, everyone's into music, everyone's into the culture. I think for me, it, it started. I don't know when, coming in school. Like yeah. I, I loved it, and even like with our my culture with Punjabi culture, everyone likes to dress well. They, they, um, they do things, they do things properly, like to the mm. highest quality. <laughs> yeah. So I think for me, it was start, started in school, like watching, you know, hip hop videos, like music videos. Yeah. 
know, it's 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 started quite young. It's always sort of been around you. Yeah, yeah. I think I've, as I said, I've got a lot of friends in that in that circle. Whereas I always had my eye on what I'm interested in while pursuing, well, not pursuing it, like growing up playing cricket and that sort of thing. It's it's I've always had my eye on cool stuff that people are doing in the culture. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's kind of come to fruition now where like uh, that's this is what I want to do or this is what I want to do for the next five or six years and then we'll see how it goes and then from there yeah 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 see where it takes you it's interesting like when we first met I sort of had just discovered mm-hmm. George Heaton mm-hmm. and represent so cool who I've spoken to you a little bit about mm-hmm. and yeah I love the sort of stuff he's been putting out been doing it for like a decade now mm-hmm. and I think I I didn't read the article but I saw on Twitter earlier today uh from a garage shed to 50 million pounds in sales. Mad. Incredible. And I heard him speak. He doesn't go on many podcasts, but he he did one recently where he talked that, yeah, they'd be doing, I think, 80 million in the past year alone in sales. Their stuff isn't cheap, but it's brilliant quality. Mm -hmm. And it's it's more than that. It's, I think, a brand that people can really get behind. Mm -hmm. I was watching Bundesliga highlights, German Mm -hmm. Division 1, Dortmund, and there was a third goal they cut to the crowd and in, in just a sea of yellow i see this guy wearing a cap mm. and it's just got the rep yeah, resent yeah. r on the on the front of it and i took a screenshot and tweeted george and was like watching the highlights saw this you know he gave it a like but just like seeing those sorts of things you can really see how almost like a cult following builds mm-hmm. behind a brand i've now copped a few of their pieces love them I would love to know like what your vision is for Sing Studios. I feel like repeating the name in case anyone's missed it, but it's your essentially your <laughs> last name, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah, what, what's your vision for it? At the moment, like you said, you've done sort of one drop of teas, mm-hmm. right? I think the first one you, you said got a bit fucked up with orders. You, you did sell some though, or were they a different... No, I, I sold some. I, I was more selling them. I just sold them. Sold them to mates. Like, cost for, cost yeah, prices. Cost so, sold them to my friends. And I was like, yeah, look, I need, I need, need to get need some money need back. Some money back yeah. I, they, they, they weren't going to give me any money back. So I, was, I, I pestered them for a while, but they weren't budging. So I'd, yeah, I sent them. I did. I think I did a market. At, I did Campbell Market. Yeah, sold that's right. sold a couple, and then yeah, majority was just my friends. That's what I'm pretty fucking lucky to have friends and family that would actually buy from, like, just buy it just to help me out a little bit. But sure, but yeah, what was it? <laughs> that's all right. What's the vision then? I guess for yeah. it, you've got some more on the way. So yeah. essentially, like a second drop. Yeah. What's the uh, What's the short term and I guess the long term? So, thing? the vision. For me, like within the next, I, I saw my visions in within the next four or five years. Like uh, as you see brands in London, like Colbox and Represent, you see like About Blank, that like you see all these brands that they're they're fucking like they're really really cool, and they have they they got the best qualities, like they have the best aesthetic, and there's I don't know, I just compare everything back to UK and Europe. And, and think that Australia has such a long way to go f- like in terms of quality and aesthetic and vibe around that brand about yeah. like about that sort of thing so, so I think Sing Studios is, is on that it's trying to create that similar sort of brand in Australia I think yeah. there's there's a few brands doing it like Sweats Collective they're, they're fucking really cool they're doing like a similar sort of thing and I think Australia's got a long way to go 
in terms of quality and yeah in terms of quality and you know like even like yeah it's got a long way to go but it's it's definitely something that can be tapped into definitely i think there's a lot of opportunity there yeah and do you see yourself i mean you mentioned sweats collective i'm not sure of them mm-hmm. but do you see yourself wanting to be sort of the cole buxton of australia like would that be something that sort of you aspire to sure it's it's definitely something to look up to like the massive inspiration like they've been going for about five years and some of the stories that you hear from them were like because they I remember one story I've heard they got fucked over massively by a uh, by a manufacturer. Yeah. I think it was a Black Friday sale, and there was, was hundreds of hundreds of thousands of pounds that they've they got fucked over by. Wow. So like you hear stories like that, and like with my like story, like it's fucking nothing compared to that. So it's, they're sure. definitely like something to look up to, and and but I mean like at the same time you want to like for my brand you want to be able to challenge these sorts of guys at some stage like you want to be able to build a brand in australia that can challenge the uk and europe rather than everyone in a a lot of the community in in australia and down under them buying from the uk you'd rather try and build something up to challenge them yeah so that's a bit of where i want to go with it but like it's it's not fucking easy it's not gonna it's not gonna happen overnight it's gonna take time and that's something that i'm trying to get used get like my head around now just to go slowly and yeah as i said talk to my uncle think about things and go just be quite be a bit more strategic with what i'm trying to trying to do and how i'm trying to build it yeah but yeah it's it's definitely something to look at for inspiration and yeah because they're doing it they're fucking doing it really well so you, you gotta you gotta try and take stuff from them and you know convert it yeah i mean i'm curious if you if you know and and want to share like in terms of what they did to start mm-hmm. how does that align to i guess what you're doing because like cold bucks and what they started five years ago mm-hmm. i don't know how much money they had behind them or anything like that to start it seems very much like you're you know bootstrapping it all and, and paying for it all yourself mm-hmm. which they very well very well may have done i'm pretty sure like represented as mm-hmm. well 10 years ago just almost like printing yeah, smaller shirt runs and, and doing that and then using the profits and just reinvesting it all back in. Mm-hmm. From my point of view, knowing you in the brief time that I have, it very much seems like you just want to put all the money back in and grow the brand. Mm-hmm. This isn't to get you rich, right? You're not, I mean, no. ultimately down the line, obviously everyone would like to make money. It's naive to think otherwise. Mm-hmm. But it seems like you, yeah, you are passionate about doing this. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to know when you look at those guys, how do you draw what to do next from what they were doing maybe five or ten years ago? I think you just got to, like, listening to podcasts, like George Heaton, he, he, he spoke about a lot when he's going through the early days and um, and even just reaching out. Sometimes you never know, like, they'll, they'll help you out, they'll chat to you. And as I said, I've got, like, a lot of friends in the in the industry in London and they they're, they're I can always hit them up whenever I want, and they would they would chat to me about the early days. And I think I think I've seen something about Cole Buxton selling like he sold like seven or eight hoodies in like the first however however long however many months or something like that. I think I, yeah. I can't remember if that's correct, but I've seen something along those lines. So it's like the way like and th- and there's a lot of brands out there who have sold maybe like a similar amount like they've sold nothing at the start like it's just been like one here and then five comes in then there's nothing then there's like six or seven then there's nothing but as long as that graph is like sort of going slowly up 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 like it's 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 going to be all good and i think 
in terms of, as I said, Australia and Melbourne has so much potential for for the, for this sort of thing, like where there's like cool like pop up events, like fashion events. I think Melbourne's got the the right vibe. It just needs yeah. needs the right branding. And there, there was there was a pop up on Saturday with Dead Again, like their new brand in like luxury brand in Melbourne, and they they that looked fucking cool. Like that was really cool. I think that's the, that's the direction that you see Melbourne that I want to like, I'd like to see Melbourne going into like, it's just cool doing cool stuff and yeah. putting on events, fashion events, music events, that sort of alleyway. Yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah. What makes a good brand then in your eyes? Like what are the things that make it? Is it, you know, the fit or is it the culture? I think the culture is massive. I think it has to be, obviously the culture is what builds the brand in in my eyes i think if it's built around like what i like it's like music it's like clean aesthetics it's like good fitting clothes it's like really high quality yeah. i think that's that's pretty much the branding and obviously you got to you got to try and live your brand you got to try and you know be be like a, the person the ideal person that would wear your brand cuz you're building it yeah. i think it's 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 like it's 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 not an easy thing, and it, it, I've like you have to spend quite a lot of time thinking about it and thinking about what the next move is and if it's going to be the if it's the right move to align with your brand. Yeah. Like even for now, the my branding on my Instagram page is not quite where I want it. To, what I see for the brand, and yeah. I think we were speak, yeah. talking about this last time. Whereas I'm currently going through a bit of a rebrand, like relaunch sort of thing with with the content on my page as it's just not aligning correctly and and that's that was me just not thinking it and doing it because I was putting it off for so long like yeah. not doing it but then at least now that I've done it you can like see what what how it looks and how you don't want like you can see how you don't want it to look so then you can go off in the right direction how you want it to look if, totally. you, if you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's yeah it's it's as much as it is, it's trial and error, and then as, as as well as just trying to think a bit more about it. Yeah, but I, I like that you say it's sort of you've got to live the brand and yeah. live what your you think your ideal customer sort of would be. Mm-hmm. But if you then can create garments that reflect that aesthetic, mm-hmm. then naturally you'll find the other people. Mm-hmm. And there's one guy that I actually sort of came into podcasting through Seth Godin. He's written mm. a lot of marketing books. Have you heard of yeah, Seth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, in one of his books, he talks about the smallest viable audience mm-hmm. just being like, you don't have to have, you know, 100,000 people that buy or listen or consume your stuff, but you need to sort of figure out what the smallest viable audience is for your thing. Mm-hmm. For me in this podcast, like, you know, the fact that I get to sit down with you and have mm-hmm. a chat for an hour or whatever it will be is almost like worth it for me, to mm-hmm. be honest. The fact that people listen is a bonus, but there's other opportunities that come from it. Mm-hmm. I realise this might be now the first time sort of hearing this concept, but like the smallest viable audience, obviously you need to be profitable. And like you said, you want that graph to be sort of going up mm-hmm. so that then you can, you know, do more drops and release more things, but... I guess it's just finding, yeah, a few people to to get it. And another piece that, that Seth talks to as well, which I think is brilliant, this article called First 10. Mm. So it's the idea of like telling 10 of your closest mates or family, friends, whatever, and if they love it, then it will spread, maybe not as quickly as you want, but mm. it will happen. 
And mm. that's sort of the principle that I always try to apply with this podcast is I want to do this for a long, long time. And as long as I stay consistent with it and keep doing good mm. work, then more opportunities for cool conversations with people mm-hmm. will, will happen. And even the the piece that they seemingly fucked up, like I've still got that in my in my wardrobe. I actually yeah. would have worn it right now, except <laughs> I thought that would be a bit cheesy wearing your nah, team. No, it's not cheesy, bro. <laughs> uh, I thought about it, I was like, I'll I'll leave it for now. But like I I I love that, but it's not even, you know, the branded Sing Studio one. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to getting a tea on this on mm-hmm. this next drop. But like no doubt the people who've already got your pieces, I think, mm-hmm. will be you know, telling their friends. I'd hope I'd, you'd, you'd, you'd hope that would be what people are doing. Like the, the response that I've had so far has been like absolutely amazing. Like I couldn't really ask for a better response. Mm. I know it's only, it's only really t-shirts and everyone's doing t-shirts, but like you, you got to fucking start somewhere at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think for, for me and what I want to do is everything has to be about quality and it has to be about fit. And, and that's that's the alleyway, alleyway you want to go down, and but yeah, as as you were talking about that ten person, yeah, with Seth Godin, even Alex Hormozzi as well. When he was starting out his his businesses, or I think it was his podcast, it was like I don't know how many years he's been doing it, maybe six or seven or something like that. And he he put up a graph where it was like nothing, 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 and then in the last like two years, it just literally like vertical like yeah. <laughs> up, and it's it's it so it. it like even for yourself, like it, like your your graph might be going like that right now. Yeah. And maybe next year, like just go shoot up. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And then you might have the top like people coming on your your podcast. So I guess it's that thing where you just never give up and just keep going. Like even if it's like you, it's gonna hurt your pockets for a little bit or whatever. Like it doesn't matter. Like you, money money can come back. Like you're not gonna have this time again. So yeah, it's you just gotta keep going. <laughs> yeah, bang on, man. It's well said. I think. You look at, yeah, like that homozy, the graph, it's completely true. I've seen it with many things, many different sort of industries. And even like with me, mm-hmm. it is, you know, undulating. You know, I do get enough downloads for me to be like, all right, we're making, you know, some some traction here. But the idea that, yeah, then when the peak goes off, all the previous work will look like a flat line mm-hmm. regardless, yeah. even though there are peaks and troughs there. But... Yeah, if you persist at it, like with you, maybe the sales are, you know, one to two a week on average since you've started or whatever the case may be. But then, yeah, you look at a guy like, you know, represent George Heaton, probably the same. And then all of a sudden this mm-hmm. past year or in, in the podcast that he was saying, he sort of said that he decided to go serious with it in 2019, mm-hmm. which to me was like six years in. It, it blew my mind. Like that's when you decided to go all in. Like, and I'm sure he probably was already, but he was probably a similar age to you where you are now, where he was doing that and then doing other things. And I guess decided to just go all in on that thing. And I'm sort of at the point now where I've been doing this for four years. Mm-hmm. I, know that I want to keep doing it for a long, long time. And even where we are sitting now, like we're in a like a temporary studio. It's like a back bedroom at my place. Cool though. But it's it's something. Perfect. It's yeah, it's it's progress. Whereas what I was doing before recording this was just upstairs yeah. in a little office space. The guests would have to like lean down. I would stack the mics on books. I didn't film. Mm-hmm. But it's all just progress. 
And I guess you, you, everyone has to start somewhere. And it's the it's the thing with Instagram and TikTok now. You see everyone's wins and like everyone yeah. everyone's winning. And it's and I'm guilty of it myself. Like you only post your wins. Like <laughs> everyone if everyone does it. Like you can't say that no one. There's people out there that are posting losses, but like it's 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 yeah. It's you just it's hard not to like compare yourself, but also try and be try and maybe create the content rather than consuming it that's one thing that i'm trying to do a lot of right now because yeah. the more you consume the more you're just going to compare and the more you're going to like stop yourself from actually doing anything yeah so i try to like obviously create as much as possible but like it's just, it's the same thing like some as you said things are going to be shit for a while and you, you're still learning like you're still learning as you go and i guess you're never going to stop learning but as long as like it's it's going forward and it's sort of you know on the on that right way up then yeah fucking any, anything can happen yeah 100 percent. and i think it's tough when you're doing it on your own as mm-hmm. well right yeah. i mean it's good that you've got your uncle yeah like you said who you can go to mm-hmm. but even then i'm sure a lot of it falls on you mm-hmm. like I, I haven't released an episode for the past two weeks mm-hmm. and previous to that i was like 45 weeks or something in a row mm-hmm. so almost oh, really? went like a full year man damn yeah and oh, then that's fucking impressive thank you <laughs> that's seriously impressive but then like to go two weeks it was like fuck yeah back to like not not back to zero at all but like the consistency is the biggest mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and i mean you're talking about creating ultimately a personal or a brand around your personal brand Mm -hmm. that's that's challenging Mm -hmm. you know like you almost have to be on and really live those values every day and it's was like the one thing that i'm struggling with at at the minute right now is is like you work and work like i get up try and get up at like 5 5 30 hit the gym and then work from 7 30 till about four like once you get home it's about 5 5 30 eat something then there's like between six and nine that like you're trying to squeeze a lot of work in and yeah. like sometimes like after a day like landscaping and construction you fucking knack it like you don't want to you don't want to do anything you just want to sit on the couch Sorry. and just chill but like i don't know i guess it's it's thing is whatever you're gonna do in life it's not gonna be fucking easy like if you want to make some money or you want to whatever you want to do it's not nothing's easy yeah. so that's it goes back to like just trying to do as many hard things as possible and yeah just trying to try to live your brand and trying to set enough time t- to do what you need to do and yeah. yeah it's it's yeah it's not easy but fuck man if you keep going you never know you never know so six seven years i think you said you want to yeah sort of see what what ideally would it look like in that time can you paint a picture i can paint a picture i just don't, <laughs> don't know if i want to say it out loud yet fair enough well just not to cut you off necessarily but i really think that and a, a lot of what I have these conversations yeah. with sort of everyday people sort of on the come up, I mm-hmm. look at it as. Mm-hmm. So like you saying before, oh, maybe in a few years, you know, you'll be getting, you know, bigger people on. I don't really think I ever want to yeah. in, a, in a way that isn't like self-deprecating. Like I would love to sit back here in six, seven years and play you a clip and go, bro, <laughs> listen to what you said. Yeah. If you want to, I'm not. Gonna yeah. force you if you don't want to, but like, look at what you said and look what's come mm-hmm. to fruition. Because I very much feel that the things that we put out into the universe, whether we speak them, write them, or think them, they do come true. And I'll just quickly share something before I throw it back to you mm-hmm. if you want to share. But a podcast that I've mentioned on here a few times 
this episode with Debbie Millman, Tim Ferriss. You basically write down like your 10-year plan. Mm -hmm. And I did this and this was before I started a podcast. And this was in 2018. And here we are like five years in. And I've now got a podcast, got a production you know, company essentially. Mm -hmm. And I was just up in Sydney for the past week building a podcast studio for mm -hmm. a client that I'll be doing work with ongoing. And so all of that I think is pretty cool and I think something worth sharing. So even the fact that I've had two weeks where I haven't published an episode mm -hmm. where I would normally feel not upset but like let myself down ultimately mm – -hmm. I know I'm heading in the right direction ultimately. And if you can, like you said, draw that thing out long enough, as long as you stay in the game, mm -hmm. that long tail of work mm -hmm. will then be all worth it when you eventually get that that big shoot up, which I think will come for for both of us, whether yeah, for it's sure. one or two T-shirts at a time. It's got to happen hopefully, eventually. Hopefully a bit more. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's definitely important, like as you said, writing down your goals and what you really want to do maybe if it's just for yearly or five yearly 10 year whatever whatever that is de goals are definitely important to write down i think i've i've written what i want and, and i've got a clear picture in my head of what that looks like in five or six years time but like i try not to say it out loud as much as possible because right now like i'm just like i'm so far away from that it's I tried you, you, it's more about just staying present and looking what's what the next thing is to do yeah I think I definitely in terms of like vision like like what I, how I see it I definitely want to be like one of the biggest like there's no there's like you gotta you gotta dream big and you gotta go yeah. you gotta go for it whatever that whatever in whatever you're doing yeah I definitely want to be up there but, but yeah there's, fucking, there's so much work to do so much is there one element, like I'm not asking for revenue numbers or anything like that, what you want to be achieving in seven years, but is there any element that you'd care to share? Because I would honestly love to timestamp this and be like, bro, I this guess is what you put out. Right now, I've, I just want, I'd love to see Sing Studios as a obviously powerhouse clothing brand mm. and also have, I've been, trying to get into like events companies like and music putting on music shows and building like fashion and music events together yeah that sort of i want to go down that sort of valley where where if it's like bringing overseas acts to melbourne like and trying to create like a small and intimate but something a little bit like tiny desk but also like something something quite it's a bit like a bit like tiny desk but a little bit different. Like it's, it's, okay. I don't want to, I try, I try not to explain too much cause it can, sure. Might not even happen, but yeah, yeah. That, that's the way I see it. I just see it as, yeah, you, you, you've got your, my, my clothing brand, but then you also are immersed with that culture of music and events and that sort of, that yeah. sort of thing. But oh, fuck it. It's so far away, but yeah, it we'll seems see. like you're ultimately creating the brand that mm -hmm. is, like appeals directly to you yeah. and there are other people out there who yeah. obviously would, would appreciate that. So mm -hmm. I think it's important. And I think if you are just true to that, true to your values and true to what you find interesting, mm -hmm. then the, the masses will come. Mm -hmm. I think it's, yeah, it'll happen over time for sure. Like it's, I don't know if you believe in like manifesting and all that sort of, totally. sort of stuff. Like it, it, manifesting is, it's like a difficult subject because 
Like you could, you could just, you could sit at home all day and be like, "Fuck out! This is what I'm going to do with my life. If I just think about it long enough, it's going to happen." You know what I mean? It's so so easy to just think like that. But at the end of the day, you got to you got to put the work in. Like if you're not going to put the work in, nothing's going to happen. So I think it's it's important to have a vision. It's important to manifest, but it's also just as important to to fucking do the work. Like as and as much as it's probably going to hurt right now, like doing. What, whatever that is like working my job and then coming home and just fucking smashing whatever work it out like you just you, you got to put that in to get what you want yeah but yeah we'll, we'll we'll see what happens yeah i mean at the point on manifesting i i believe that it's got got legs got value mm-hmm. but you've got to put the work in and, and part of what you said it's like yeah you can think about it which is part part of the manifesting but then you've got to go out and do it like mm. if i want to have a podcast that affords me cool conversations with interesting people mm-hmm. throughout my life, then I've got to keep on doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately why I missed a couple of weeks is because I wasn't reaching out to enough people. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden I've got another interview tomorrow, mm-hmm. one on Friday, another on Saturday, and I'm a guest on one on Sunday. Man. It's crazy yeah. all of a sudden, but you got to keep but you're, doing that and showing up. But right? you're putting that work in though. You're, you're like going out, for, you're looking for it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Whereas if you're just like, fuck, I wish wish this could happen. Like I'm, I'm waiting for this to happen. You know, like you still, that's manifesting, but you're not putting the work in. No, <laughs> like yeah. you're just so thinking it's about like it. It's like 50% manifesting. Yeah, 50% yeah, yeah. fucking wishing. Or I guess it's like 10% manifesting and then eight, like 90% is, fuck, you've got to fucking do it. Like yeah. I was having this conversation with my uncle yesterday because he's he came over 11, not yesterday, a couple of days ago, whatever. He came over to Australia from, like, he's from a village in India. Like, mm. he came over, like, 11, 10, 11 years ago, and he's, he's fucking built everything. Like, mm. he's got, he's, he's, he's got that many businesses and that many, got a massive like, portfolio of stuff that, work that he's done over the years. Yeah. And we, he was, we were talking about it, and he's, he's just like, like, manifest, like, it's a real thing, because whatever, whenever he first came to Australia, he was thinking, fuck, I wish I could do this, I wish I could do that, I wish, like, he was always thinking about what his life's gonna look like, and he's saying, like, his life looks exactly the way that he thought about it when he first got here, yeah. and if you think about if, like, he's from a fucking village, like, in the middle of, like, India. Like, yeah, could he speak English when he arrived? Broken, Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, there you go, you give a good example it's like you can go out and create ultimately anything you want to do if you have the vision and you believe in yourself but you've got to put in the work mm-hmm. and yeah there's there's been moments where i've thought like what am i what am i doing i should i should stop this i don't know if you've experienced that with with your clothing stuff maybe you did when the orders came through and some of the tees you couldn't even fit your head through i thought like i, I didn't think about like for me like I've put all my eggs in this basket, so I haven't really got an option otherwise. Can't, can't walk away at this <laughs> Yeah, point. like I've got, I've got, I don't really, um, I'm not a huge person to be like, look, if this doesn't happen, then I'll do this. Or if like that doesn't happen, then I'll do this. Yeah. I'm, I'm just not like that. Like I'm either one thing or nothing. <laughs> like, and for me, like whatever shit that you, you go through, it's, it's, you, you just, got to fucking knock it like you just got to take it on chin and keep going for it because if that vision is strong enough then nothing's really going to stop you but like it's as you said like it's 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 it can be fucking heartbreaking when shit goes wrong but yeah um, yeah you kind of you as you go like you learn you keep learning and i've learned from the mistakes that i made from that last order that i put in obviously it wasn't completely their fault like there was stuff in there that was 
a bit of my fault as well. And you learn from that. And yeah, and it's just about you can keep going. But I'm yeah, quite lucky to now know that with my manufacturer now, they're they're they're, they're really really good with me. Like they're, they're they're super super helpful, super friendly. They're super quick with every, every all the replies, everything. And yeah, it's it's and that's something about like building relationships as well. Like it's it's yeah, it's just yeah, keep learning and keep going. Yeah, a lot of it is relationships. A mm-hmm. lot of life is just making sure that you you can communicate well with others and mm-hmm. then yeah, are on the same page and can then move forward. Yeah. So definitely it's good you've got that with them. Definitely. Yeah. It's been a fun chat, man. Yeah. Fucking earth. What um what's your plan, I guess, or vision for life outside of maybe but it, it seems like it's probably always gonna be as long as it's still going, part of your life is the brand. But in 10 years' time, do you envisage still being here in Melbourne? Is is Australia, is Melbourne definitely you know, the, for the rest of your life even? Not the rest of my life. Definitely the next five to 10 years, I think. I definitely want to get my permanent residency. That's of course. that's number number one goal. Yeah. Uh, I want to get... I just want to have the freedom of going home, coming here, going home. And, yeah, I think for me, like... I definitely want to build this brand here. I think Australia's got so much potential, so much opportunity to grow. I think even within the next five or ten years, there's going to be so much immigration. There's going to be a lot of people coming into Australia as well, which uh, and that's going to create a lot of new things. Yeah. And I just, if you, yeah, I just think it's Australia is one of the countries that in the world that are, that's that's very privileged if you compare it to like. A lot of the, a lot of countries, like even like America or UK, there's like the big homelessness problem. Big, you totally. know, that's like there's kids that can't even eat. Yeah, and here, like, I'm, I very rarely see like see homeless people. Like, it's 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 everyone's pretty well off here. Like, yeah. whatever the, whatever job that you have, like everyone makes enough money. Like, the wage is pretty high. Although cost of living is is a bit fucked up, but like, yeah, you still whatever you do majority of the jobs you can still make a living here whereas it's not the same in other countries so australia really has everything going for it and i think this is one of the countries to be in but yeah for me i see myself next 10 5 10 years definitely being here but yeah let's guess we'll just try and stay as present as possible and yeah keep working yeah dope brother i like to end these conversations with a question which is sort of why i started doing the pod Mm -hmm. listening to joe rogan tim ferris various different bigger mm-hmm. podcasts who've had their long tail and are now enjoying their success they would have these high profile guests on and i will i wondered what the answer to the questions would be to the everyday person and so to you samit you're 27 mm-hmm. so i would love to know what advice would you like to give to say your 67 year old self if you could project into the future 67. and uh, send a message to 67 year old samit It's difficult. <laughs> what advice would I give? I guess at the minute is don't. So <laughs> this is advice, guess, a message, yeah, whatever, whatever sort of comes to mind. I guess not to take right now, not to take things as personally, maybe and invest more in your relationships i think like just the way i see my life going right now i i'm i work a lot and i I don't see my friends as much as as much as i can as much as i want to sorry so i think invest 
more in your friends and invest more t- yeah most more time in relationships and and one another thing like don't take things as personally i think when someone comes at you or you know you, you you're i'm putting myself out there quite a lot at the minute and yeah you get shit online or whatever like just don't take it as personally and yep. fucking just laugh about things like you never like because yeah it's, it's 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 good not to take things too seriously and totally I just, yeah <laughs> you kind of stumped me with that question I, yeah <laughs> i need to think i need to think more <laughs> that's what i mean when i think like i, I, I <laughs> i've got so many things that i'm thinking about I, it's quite hard to get something out but I think that's two main things. Yeah. No, I I like that. I appreciate it. If you can live like that from now for the next 40 years, yeah. I'm sure, you know, it's good advice that would resonate with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And if everyone applied that, I think we'd all live good lives. So mm-hmm. here's to that, bro. Yeah, thanks. A- any final thoughts before I, before I let you go? No, not really. It's it's been It's been fun. It's been different. Like, you, you get... And I've, I listen to so many podcasts, and you, you know what I mean. Like it's yeah, yeah. it's just weird to like even be on one. Like <laughs> it's 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 cool what you're doing though. Like I think, as as you said, both of us like you just need to keep going, mm. keep keep working at it, and yeah, hopefully both of us next time we sit down here we'll. We'll be in the we'll be in an actual studio. Actual studio, yeah, not just a bedroom. I had to light a candle before I started because I was away in Sydney it does for smell a few nice days. In here. Well, it didn't smell nice uh, <laughs> two hours ago, so thankfully it's a bit better now. But uh, yeah. yeah, bro, would love to have a chat again in a few years' time. I'm sure we will off the podcast plenty. For sure. But I uh, appreciate you coming in. Thanks, bro. Thanks for having me. Legend. So there it is, episode 130 of the Hope Initiative. Thank you so much to Samit the self-described introvert for joining me for this conversation, putting yourself out there, mate. I really do appreciate all that you shared and look forward to wearing your gear and seeing how it all unfolds over the years to come. As always, if you enjoyed this conversation, would love for you to share it with a family member or friend and really just wanted to shout out to those who reached out over the past couple of weeks and asked me where the next episode was, why I hadn't published Honestly, just things had gotten a little bit out of control uh, in life in a good way. Just a lot happening, but glad to say there are many more episodes to come and I'm looking forward to sharing them all with you. So thank you for your support. Thank you for listening all the way through this, an hour and 10 minutes, and I look forward to next week. As always, keep creating your life and all the very best.